pastor called me about three o'clock and he said, uh, well, he texted me and he said, uh, All right, I've got to go to the hospital. Mel's not doing well. Can you be ready for tonight? Sent back a text, sure. And then I, then I started getting nervous. Eh? And you'd never know that I get nervous. I'm in the office and I'm getting ready for uh, the service and I, I put my headgear on. Like I take my jacket off to put my headgear on. And instead of putting my jacket back on, I put my scarf on. <laughs> I thought, I better not walk out there with this on here. Amen. Thank you. That song, God can do anything with anything. You know, I thought about that this morning. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. And I said, I'm thankful for being a thing. God can use anything. He can use me. Praise God. I'm glad Al's not here to steal my water. <laughs> Did you see him take the water? He was going to walk off with it. <laughs> Al Stone. Turn in your Bible, please, to Psalm chapter 29, verse 1 to verse 11. Psalm uh, chapter 29. We're going to uh, speak tonight about no small... Stir, no small stir is the title of my message tonight. You know, there was no small stir when a man named John Newton was a slave trader and uh, was on a ship uh, by England and uh, the ship was going down. He was a slave trader, godless man. And he said, Lord, if, if, you, if you spare me, he says, I'll live for you. And God calmed the storm. And that man got saved, John Newton. He wrote Amazing Grace. No small stir, that song, Amazing Grace. When God works, there's things that happen. There's things that happen. There's things that move. When God moves, something happens. We usually have a prayer meeting uh, Friday afternoon, and uh, there's four or five of us meet, and we only had two this week, Cody and I, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and and it was like God opened up the windows of heaven and poured out a blessing upon us. And, and I went out to Delhi, met up with Dave Cameron, and we're sitting there just going to uh, have a, a little snack before we go out and do some cold calling. And there's a man there. I went to go to the washroom. I came back, and David Cameron's a great guy for talking to people. And he, he was talking to this guy across the table. And I sat down. I said, why, why don't we go and sit with him? Never met the man before. We go and sit with this guy, and we start talking about Jesus. You know, it should be no. It should be a natural thing for us to be able to talk about Jesus wherever we go. I went over here uh, to Maple Lodge one day, and there was a new guy there. I said, "How are you doing?" I introduced myself. Before I knew it, I was I was speaking to him, and I said, "Thank you, Lord, for making this so natural that I can just talk about you." It should be because He's with us when we tell people about Jesus. It was no small stir. Uh, for me, that was no small stir. It might be a small stir to you that that happened, but it was no small stir for me. That was something great for me. Psalm 29, uh, 129, I'm sorry, 29. I'm in the wrong uh, passage there. Psalm 29, verse 1. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord uh, upon the waters, the God of glory thundereth, thundereth. You know, 
uh, this word here, thunderous, is a sound which follows an explosion of electricity or of lightning. Uh, when his voice sounds, it's a thundering voice. When this explosion is near to a person, the thunder is rattling or chattering sound. You know, uh, God can move us by his voice. I remember I was in uh, living on, on the farm and we, came, we first came down here to Simcoe and I, I'm living over there on Linville Road and, and uh, uh, lightning hit the house one night on the farm. And I'm standing, it was 2.30 and I'm standing in the washroom and I'm right looking out the window because it was all bright and, and lightning hit. And, and, and it shook me to the, to the core. I just, wow, it was so close it hit our lightning rod. And the sound was just, it shook me to the core. And I thought, wow, Lord, do you want me? He probably wanted me to do more than what I was doing for him. But that shook me to the core. And here we, we see that uh, definition of uh, that word electricity of lightning. When this explosion is near to a person, the thunder is a rattling or a chattering sound. Have you had God move in your heart where it's just moved you? And when distant, the sound of heavy rumbling. The fact is, in some degree, the same with the report of a cannon, like a cannon going off. It's no small stir when a cannon goes off. It's no small stir what God did when he ended the Second World War. God, uh, the Bible says that God makes the wars to come to an end. He's the one that makes the wars come to an end. There was no small stir when, when the war ended. People were rejoicing in the streets and, and uh, uh, having a great time with victory and uh, being brought together with their friends. It was no small stir when God moves. Whatever he does, it's no small stir. Uh, and back in this text here, verse 4, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. You know when you hear great preaching, when you, when you hear uh, uh, people like Tony Shirley, it's not Tony Shirley. It's not Kenny Baldwin. It's God. God is the one that thunders. God is the one that moves. God is the one that does it. It's his voice, not a man's voice. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for your voice, Lord, that spoke to each one of us that are saved, how your word spoke to us and brought us to yourself. And Lord, when you work, it's no small stir. And Lord, help us, Lord, to see you work in our midst. I pray, Lord, that you would fill me. I can't do anything without you, Lord. I need you. Empty me of self and pride and Forgive me for sin, Lord, and cleanse me even as I preach, Lord. Lord, that you would bless, that you would preach. We pray these things in your precious name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you could turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, there was no small stir 
when Christ was born. No small stir when Christ was born. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and uh, beginning in verse number 8. And we'll be reading a few verses. We'll be reading uh, a number of verses tonight. Luke chapter uh, 2 and uh, beginning in verse 8. And there were in the uh, same country shepherds abiding in their uh, field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And, the, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord uh, shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. There was no small stir when this took place. Uh, Jesus was born in a, in, a, in a stable, in a manger, but out in the, uh, out, outside there's no small stir what's taking place just uh, a few miles away. The heavens are moved with this baby that's born in this manger. And the angel, verse 10, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. No small stir, a Savior is born, a Savior of our soul, a Savior that went to the cross to die, to pay the price for mankind. For all mankind has the opportunity to trust Christ the Savior. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, uh, a host of heavenly uh, beings, uh, angels, uh, created by God. Amen. This whole host was there praising God and giving glory to the God of the universe. No small stir, this little baby born in a manger. They knew all about it. They could see it. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even to, unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. They must have been shook to the core. It was no small stir for these shepherds when they seen this and they heard this, and they want to go and see this babe that's wrapped in swaddling clothes, this manger, this Jesus, the Savior of the world. They were probably really shook up, but they had to see this. Verse 16, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And aren't we to make known when, when Christ saves you, it's no small stir. When I got saved, it was no small stir for me. It might have been, no been a small stir to someone else. Someone, many people didn't know that I got saved on that day, uh, June 3rd, 1978. Nobody... Uh, would even recognize that I, but to me, that was no small stir when God moved in my heart and cleansed my, my soul of all my sin and took me and gave me a home in heaven. Man, I got up, I had to get up and tell people about Jesus. It was no small stir. It was no small stir when you got saved, when God got a hold of your heart and, and cleansed you and made you whole. And they came with haste. In verse 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Wow, what, is the, what are they talking about? What are these shop, shepherds talking about? An angel came and a heavenly host, and this is the babe. Like, they were, wow, what, what aren't people uh, moved when you tell them about Jesus sometimes? What happened to him? What happened to her? <clears throat> Dennis has given the testimony. Uh, his family says, oh, that's not going to last. 
Praise God, it lasts, doesn't it, Dennis? The Savior, when he saves you, it's for eternity. And they say, well, what, what happened to Dennis? Uh, he's not doing the same things he used to do. What happened to Paul? He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't gamble, he doesn't do all these things anymore. What happened to Paul? Paul is gone. You're looking at a new person, a new creature in Christ. Don't show me the past. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see my sin anymore. I want to see Christ. I don't want to see uh, what God has taken away and put in the depths of the deep, deepest sea. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to know about it. Because God saved me from that stuff. I want to know Christ more. I want to know him more. Turning your uh, Bibles to Matthew chapter 27, uh, verse 45. Matthew chapter 27. Jesus is crucified. No small stir when Jesus is crucified. Matthew chapter 27 and verse number 45. <coughs> now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all all the land unto the ninth. You think, you think, oh, something's happening. You think that they would start thinking, hey, something's going on here. There's the, the, the whole land is darkened and Christ is on the cross. He, he claims to be king of kings. He claims to be the creator of the universe. Uh, maybe, maybe this is true. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sambak, nah, thy that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And they all heard it. Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, this man calls for Elias. He calls for God. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. You know, Jesus refused this drink. It was uh, uh, like an alcohol content to ease the pain. I'm not going to take that. Jesus never drank a drop of uh, fermented wine, of fermented whiskey. He never touched it. He never made it. He never had anything to do with it. There's not going to be any fermented wine or uh, fermented liquor in heaven. There's not going to be any. And you know what? There's not going to be any in hell. There's not going to be any uh, beer in hell. There's not going to be any alcohol in hell. There's going to be darkness and pain and wailing and crying and gnashing of teeth and fire that consumes a worm that dieth not in their body, consuming them all their eternal forever. There won't be any drop of water in that place. There won't be a drop of water in that place called hell where they can have their tongue quenched. The rest said, let me, let us see whether Elias will come to save us, to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the, the ghost, no small sir. God knew he was going. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the rocks and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. No small stir when the earthquake took place. The centurion said, this truly is the Son of God. No small stir. Uh, Matthew chapter 28. And uh, 
verse 1 to verse 6. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, no small stir. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, no small stir, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Uh, there was no small stir among these. There was no small stir. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come and see the, the place where the Lord lay, where he did lay, but not now. He's gone. He's risen from the dead. There was no small stir when this took place. No small stir. Christ rose from the dead and is alive forevermore. Jesus is coming again. No small stir. First uh, Thessalonians, First Thessalonians. Chapter 4 and verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. <clears throat> then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. No small stir when this takes place, uh, when the rapture takes place, and we're all caught up by Christ into heaven, into the clouds, where he's going to meet us there in the clouds. It's no small stir that, that God is going to take us. This world will be coming up with all kinds of excuses why this took place. <clears throat> Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. No small stir that Jesus is coming again, that Jesus was born, that Jesus was crucified. Jesus is risen from the dead. No small stir uh, when Peter was in uh, jail and uh, the, there, there was prayer made for him by the church to have him, ha have him released. And uh, an angel came and got him up and removed him from that cell. And the, the day following, they went to find Peter and he wasn't there. There was no small stir among the soldiers. There was no small stir among them because he was freed. There was no small stir when he knocked on the door where they were praying and Rhoda came to the door 
And um, she's seen Peter there. And she couldn't believe it. She was running back and forth like this. I mean, what's going on here? Uh, Peter's here. And, and she's going and tell the disciples that are praying, no, it's just his, it's just his angel that's there. And she, come, she said, no, it's him, it's him. They finally said, yes, it's him. But there was no small stir. That's where this no small stir comes from because the soldiers, they had no small stir when he was gone. What happened? How did he get out of jail? How did the gates open up? How did this take place? No small stir. Jesus saves. No small stir. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Uh, Turn to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. Uh, Here's a Pharisee of the Pharisees, a ruler of the Jews, going out to kill. And desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that he found, if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. You know, it was no small stir among the Pharisees, no small stir uh, among uh, the, the religious leaders, among the, the Jewish leaders, among the high priests. They wanted to kill the Christians. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, a, a great light from heaven. It was no small stir that took place in, Peter's, or in Paul's life. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? The voice of Jesus. No small stir for this apostle, Paul. I I never heard of this when I grew up. I wasn't taught these things. It might not have been a small stir to a lot of people that never were there when this took place, but it was certainly no small stir to Paul when this took place, when he seen this great light and he fell down to the ground and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? There was no small stir that took place in Paul's heart when this took place And he fell to the ground and he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He turned his heart over to the Lord. I remember when that happened to me when I got saved. And God got a hold of my heart. And my sin became before me. And I talked to the preacher and I said, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Um, I I want to know what I have to do. And that's what Paul said. I want to know what I have to do, Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what I did. I bowed my head and trusted Christ as my Savior. And and it was no small stir to the Apostle Paul. It should be no small stir what took place in your life the day that you got saved. It was no small stir in your life. I don't know all your testimonies. I like to hear some testimonies. I like to hear good testimonies. 
but I don't know all your testimonies. But it was no small stir to you. You remember your testimony. You remember the day that you got saved. You remember everything that took place that day. I remember everything that took place. I can, I can think back just like it was minutes ago, seconds ago, where I was sitting in that chair, and, and God saved me in that split second, and I was up, and I had, that was it. I was gone. I was serving God no matter what took place. I'm, I'm going to serve for the Lord. I'm going to love him. He loved me. He so loved me. And, and, and there's been many times that I've fallen short of serving God. But I love him. I love him so much. And you love him, what he did for you. And if you're here tonight and you don't know, you haven't had that. And you, you think, you think, well, maybe uh, something ha- like that happened. I can't really recall. If you can't recall the day that you got saved, there's something wrong. Because it's a real thing that takes place. Even if you're five years old, you can remember God saving you. The circumstances, my five-year-old boy that's not here anymore, he could remember all, that, all the years that he grew to be 29. He could always remember the day that he got saved in the circumstances. And I can remember because I led him to the Lord. God was so close at that time. When, when you get saved, God is so close. And if, if, you don't, if you don't have that experience, if you don't know for sure that you're saved, don't put it off. Don't put it off. <clears throat> get saved. Trust, trust Christ as your Savior. And here, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou shalt, must do. And, and Paul was obedient he said, arise. God said, arise, and he arose. When God tells us to do something, we, sh- we ought to do it. God tells us to do something, and we say, are you sure? Let me pray about that for a while. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And the men were, uh, which journeyed with him stood speechless, speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Can you imagine hearing the sound of God? But not seeing anything, they must, they must have been speechless, the Bible says. And Saul rose from the earth. They weren't mocking. They weren't uh, laughing. They weren't carrying on. They were speechless when God, when God moves, people take note. And Saul rose from the earth. And when his eyes were open, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was willing to go, and I can imagine Paul is praying all that time, uh, Lord, what are you going to do with me? Lord, how are you going to use me? I can't see. Lord, please, and, and just, oh, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Uh, forgive me for persecuting you. Forgive me for persecuting people. God, forgive me, me, for what I've done in my life as a Christian. I try to do that on a regular basis. Oh, God, forgive me this morning for my attitude. Oh, God, forgive me for saying an unkind thing. Oh, God, forgive me for thinking wrong. Oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. No small stir when you get saved. What will you do with Jesus? If you have him, if you know him, if you really know Christ, if you're saved, pray, seek him, yield to him, Confess to him. Get right with him. Humble yourselves. Obey his word. Allow him to break you. Cry out to him. 
I don't know what your need is, but God does. God knows what your need is. I don't know what your need is, but God knows what your need is. And I'm not standing up here telling you what you have to do. Allow God to do that. I don't know your heart. Only God knows the heart. The devil doesn't even know the heart. Only God knows the heart. Angels don't know the heart. Only They are amazed. The angels are amazed, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the, heart, uh, with the mouth confession is made. It's by your heart. The angels, wow. It's no small stir if Mr. Doughty passes away today and goes up to be with his mom, Ray and Evelyn and Dr. Strachan and all the saints that have gone on. There's going to be no small stir in heaven when Mel comes up. Uh, if it's today, there's going to be no small stir in heaven. They're going to be rejoicing that this man that served God all his life and uh, I've never heard Mel say a bad thing. I don't, I don't remember him saying anything mean or nasty. He, he's always uh, so positive. I seen him the other day. I went to visit him in the, in the hospital. I had some Christmas cards to give him. He asked me, how's David doing? My son. Thank you, Mel. He's doing good. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. There'll be no small stir when he gets into heaven. There's going to be no small stir when you get into heaven and you meet people that have gone on before you. And there's going to be no small stir when you get to heaven and meet some of the people from the Bible, uh, some of the men, David, and uh, uh, the men that have gone, Paul, that you've read about and you know all about them and they know about you because uh, heaven is not blind to what goes on here on this earth. Heaven is not blind. They know us. And they, they know when we get saved and they rejoice. There'll be no small stir when one person goes up into heaven. There's no small stir when someone gets saved in heaven. They're rejoicing in heaven. There'll be no small stir when you go up to heaven for eternity. <clears throat> when he works, turn to him. Get hold of God. Pray for each other. Fall down at his feet. Uh, earth is his footstool. Fall down at his footstool. Allow him to use you. Beg him to be empowered by him. I, 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 I want to be empowered by God when I tell someone about the Lord. I don't want me. If I go out, I want, I want Jesus. If you're not with me, I don't, I don't want to go. And I, I don't ever, I've told you this before, I don't ever remember going out telling someone about Jesus where he has not been with me. He has always, he said, I will be with you. I'll be with you unto the end of the world. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And we have the power of Christ when we tell someone about Jesus. That's what it's all about. Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. Beg him, beg him to be empowered by him. When he works, when he works, there is no small stir. His still small voice will shake you to your core. Jesus is born. Jesus is crucified. Jesus has risen from the dead. Jesus is coming again. No small stir at all these things. Uh, Jesus saves. And the rocks are rent. And the mountains move. And he'll shake this earth one day. 
that all the walls will fall down. He'll shake the very heavens itself. There's no small stir when God moves. But here we see a still small voice. First uh, Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 13 says, uh, And he said, Go forth to Elijah. And you know, he's running from Jezebel. God draws him to himself to encourage Elijah. Go forth and stand upon. Uh, when, 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 evil, when evil is attacking you and you're running from that evil, <coughs> God is right there to intercept you. God is right there for you. When you're, and we are to run from evil. We are to stay away from evil. We can't get involved in evil. We've got to go straight ahead, not to the right or to the left. Run from evil. Uh, Joseph ran from evil. When that lady tried to seduce him, he ran from evil. And when we run from evil, we're going to run right into God. And that's what we need. That's what we need. That's what Elijah did. He ran from Jezebel, and he ran right into God, and God met him and drew him to himself. God said, come, I want to show you something, Elijah. Elijah was a great man of God. That, that was no small stir when he went into heaven. Uh, the fiery chariot took him up into heaven, uh, uh, more powerful than the uh, Superman, more powerful than the, the greatest jet that we could, our greatest bomb that we could ever invent. Uh, he goes up in a fiery chariot and the horses aren't burned up and the chariot's not burned up. Elijah's not burned up. They go up into heaven in this fiery chariot. There was no small stir when Elijah went into heaven. <clears throat> There's no small stir when Jesus comes back. The second time, I'm not talking about the rapture, when he comes back the second time, there'll be no small stir. He's going to come out of heaven on a white horse with his saints and his angels with him uh, behind him on horses. And he's going to uh, ride down right into Jerusalem and uh, the battle of Armageddon. He's going to destroy all the evil there. There'll be no small stir when that takes place. When the blood of that uh, miles and miles of the uh, Megiddo Valley come up to the bridle of the horse, the blood that high <coughs> from all those that will be destroyed. There'll be no small stir. There'll be no small stir when he makes heaven and earth. I want to be there when he makes a new heaven and a new earth. Well, I know I'll be with Jesus, but I'd like to see that, how he does that. There, there was no small stir when he made this earth. When he made, we didn't see it. There was, I don't know if uh, he made the heaven uh, and the host seen him making earth. I don't know. But there was no small stir when he put all that together. It was work for God. Six days. Then he rested. Must have been wonderful. No small stir. And he said, go forth, talking to Elijah, and stand upon uh, the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great, a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Well, they say God is everywhere. God was not in the wind. And after the wind and earthquake, God was not in the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. But God is everywhere. God was not in the earthquake. God is not going to be in hell. There'll be a hell for eternity, but Jesus is not going to... It's open and bare before him, but he's not going to be there. He's never been there. He never went there. He never will go there. Uh, when he died on the cross and paid the price for sin, it was finished. It was paid for. 
the Lord was not in, amen, the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, but God is everywhere. No, God was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice, <coughs> a still small voice. Have you, have you had that lately? Oh, have you had that still small voice when you pray? I, I, I pray now. I'd like to pray and pray and, and, and try not to ask for all these things. God, can you speak to me? And, and lots of times I'll have to pray for an hour, an hour and a half. God, can you speak to me? And I'll hear that still small voice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Elijah heard this still small voice. After the fire, still small voice, and it was so, it was so. This did take place. When Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in a mantle. He wrapped his face in a mantle. He humbled himself before God. A mantle it was his covering to protect him from the elements. Not like this, it was kind of a, like a square blanket. But he took that mantle off and he, he wrapped his face in it. Oh, he said, oh my God, oh my God. He was moved at this still small voice. He heard all the earthquake and the fire and the winds and the rocks being moved. And then there, there was a still, a quietness, and a still small voice. And when he heard it, he wrapped, him, he wrapped his mantle over his head, had respect for the Lord and Savior, had respect for God, and God blessed him and used him again. Run to God. Don't get involved in sin. Sin will destroy you. Uh, sin will uh, do awful things for you. Turn to God. If, you have, if you're away from him, I don't know your heart. If you're away from him today, turn to him. Turn back to him. It's no small stir. It's no small stir when somebody comes to the altar here with, with a broken heart. Uh, God is uh, with that person that comes here to this altar with a broken heart. God is with you if you're in the pew and you have a broken heart and, and you pray there. God is with you. God loves you. God wants the best for you. God does, doesn't hate you. He doesn't want to judge you. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants you to be his child, and he wants to care for you. He wants to love you with all his heart, with all his soul. God wants to love you, and he does love us like that. It's no small stir when somebody comes to the altar and repents of their sin. Ask Billy Sunday when he got right with God turned his heart over the Lord, and God used him in a great way. There was no small stir for Billy Sunday. There's people in the world that don't know who Billy Sunday is. There's millions and billions of people don't know who Billy Sunday is. There's people in Canada, and they don't know who Billy Sunday is. A lot of people here know who Billy Sunday was. He was a baseball player that got saved, a professional baseball player, and seen millions come to know the Lord through his preaching. There was no small stir 
when he got saved. There was no small stir when Billy Graham got saved and has seen millions ushered into the kingdom because of God using that man. Billy Sunday was nothing. Billy Graham was nothing. It's all God. They yielded to God. We're not to lift up man, but we are to recognize how God uses man. God uses the, used the Apostle Paul. That's all written in Scripture. God wants to use you. And he has all power. He took, okay, I'm, I'm going to finish with this. He took his 12 apostles. He took his 12 apostles and he said, I'm going to give you power over unclean spirits. I'm going to give you power to, to raise the dead. Uh, not to raise the dead, but to, yeah, and he did do that also. I'm going to give you power to heal the sick. And they went into the towns and villages and they had the power of God upon them. And people would come and they would heal them. The apostles would heal them. And cast out demons. The apostles did that because God gave them that power. And God can give us power so that we can be used of God. So that we can see God do great things and have no small stir in our life. That God can use us. He can use us. And he will use us. We have to yield to him and allow him to use us. What a great God we serve what a great God. And <clears throat> he, give, he give the power, like angels, angels are created, the power that they have, the power to wipe out a city. God gave them that power. That's not their power. Amen. God gave, God gave Satan that power, the power that he has to deceive the whole world. He's deceived the whole world, the Bible says. He deceiveth the whole world. God gave him that power. He has no power in himself. He's a created being. There's only one God. There's only one God. He's from eternity past. He says, I am that I am. I am that I am. And, and he, uh, he give us his son in the form of a man, the God-man, God in human form to save our soul. For there's none other name given among men under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved. Are you saved? Do you know the Lord? Do you know him as Savior? Let's bow for a word of prayer. I'd ask that you would stand, heads bowed and eyes closed, please. <clears throat> maybe God wants to use you. I don't know. And maybe you're fighting God on something. Maybe um, you're not saved here tonight. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. You say, uh, Pastor Paul, I'd like to know for sure where I'm going to spend eternity. And no one's, no one's looking, no one's peeking, no one's looking around. You say, Pastor Paul, I need to be saved. I, we can have a man with a man, a woman with a woman, show you from the Scripture how you can be saved. You say, Pastor Paul, I'm not saved. I want to know Jesus as my Savior. Are you like that? Would you hold your hand up? I need to be saved. Anybody? Anybody? Across this auditorium. Maybe God's dealing in your heart. I don't know what it is. He's dealing in your heart about something. And he has been for some time. And I don't know that either. I'm, I'm just guessing. But maybe he has. And you'd like to get some things resolved. Maybe you'd just like to come here and pray. 
and thank God for saving your soul. I don't know. Maybe your heart's breaking. You'd like to get a hold of God. The altar is open. Brother Baker's going to sing. We'll have a couple of hymn uh, verses and we'll have a prayer and we'll be dismissed. But the altar's open if you'd like to come and pray. Come and pray.